Hi, this is Jim Quick, and I have a quick update for you. I'm proud to announce my very first book, Limitless. Upgrade your brain, learn anything faster, and unlock your exceptional life. This book is not only based on the latest neuroscience, it is field tested for over 28 years of working with some of the most amazing minds on our planet. Just go to LimitlessBook.com and enjoy this book. Welcome to Quick Brain, bite-sized brain hacks for busy people who want to learn faster and achieve more. I'm your coach, Jim Quick. Free your mind. Let's imagine if we could access 100% of our brain's capacity. I wasn't high, wasn't wired, just clear. I knew what I needed to do and how to do it. I know Kung Fu. Show me. Welcome back, Quick Brains. Here's your question of today. What are some of the best ways to breathe for optimal brain performance? We've talked about this in our online programs, in uh, social media, and a lot of the videos that you subscribe to that breath affects everything in our life. It affects our focus, our concentration, our mental energy, our vitality, it affects our immune system, and so much more. Yet most of us are not doing it the right way because like many things like memory and focus and concentration, breathing was not one of those things that was taught back in, uh, in school. And so this is such an important topic. And if you read Limitless, you know uh, how important it is and how much I emphasized what we do during our brain breaks to do these breathing. And so what I want everyone to do is make sure you share this episode with just two or three family members or friends and learn it as if you're going to teach it to somebody else, because this, this session is going to be really rich uh, because we take advantage of the explanation effect. When you learn to explain it to somebody else, you get to learn it even better. And so here we have the expert. We have James Nestor, and I'm a big fan, so I'm kind of geeking out over this. He's a science journalist and he's author of the New York Times bestselling book, Breath, The New Science of a Lost Art. Welcome to the show, James. Thanks a lot for having me. So we were talking a little bit about um, this before we started to record. And before we go into the methods, you know, um, yeah, I know we're familiar with each other's work that I feel like knowledge by itself is not power. It's potential power. A lot of people know what to do because the methods on, on how to breathe for optimal performance, it's, it's pretty simple. And so a lot of people know what they do to do, but they don't always do what they know. So what I wanted to talk to you before is more those two other areas that we talk about in the limitless model, the method being the last, the first two M's being mindset and motivation you know, to overcome limits in this area, we want to address these two other areas. What, what does, let's talk with motivation. A big part of, of human motivation we found in our research is finding purpose, finding reasons. And a lot of people, they don't know why they should, we should be having a conversation about breath. They're doing it naturally. They do it 20,000, whatever times a day, unconsciously. Why, why is breath so important? Why have you dedicated a whole book to this subject? Yeah, I never intended to dedicate four years of my life researching something so seemingly simple as breathing. But then once you start getting into it, you notice that this, this very basic biological function controls 
everything in our bodies. And we can take control of this function. And when we do, we can take control of otherwise unconscious things that are happening in, in our body, including our mind. How we breathe affects our brain in so many ways. And if you're looking at motivation, what you need to do in order to be motivated and to memorize something and to really focus is you have to first focus on your breathing. Any meditation, if you're staring at the Buddha, if you're staring at Shiva, whatever you want to look at, staring at a cross, at Jesus, you can't do that unless you get into the zone. You can't get into this prayer unless you get into the zone. And what's the first thing you do when you start praying is you focus on your breath or you recite a certain phrase that makes you control your breathing. And by controlling your breathing, you can take control of different centers of your brain and be able to hone in on whatever message you're trying to understand or remember. There are so many reasons to why to prioritize breath. You know, it's one of those things where people talk about food all the time, but we could go weeks without food, you know, or even water. We could go days without water, but how many minutes can we go without, without breathing? And so we're talking about motivation to get everyone kind of enrolled with the, the emotional component. How does, uh, I believe reasons reap results. How does breath affect our immune system or our longevity, all these other areas? So, so many of us are existing in this state of very low grade stress. Stress is just running in the background. This is why so many people have autoimmune diseases. This is why so many people are getting sick all the time. If you look at the top 10 killers in the world, the vast majority of those are tied to chronic inflammation as a result of chronic stress. Mm -hmm. So one of the quickest things you can do to help reduce stress is to take control of your breathing. Because when we have unconscious stress in our bodies, we tend to breathe too much. Sometimes we'll breathe out of our mouth, right? And this creates a feedback loop. When your body senses you're breathing too much, the brain picks up on this and starts putting you into a stress state. And then the brain sends signals and neurotransmitters throughout the rest of the body and brain to continue being stressed. So the first thing that you can do, and I learned this from Andrew Huberman down at Stanford, is you can take two big inhales, one on top of the other, and force yourself to sigh. So we have a separate subsect in our brain of neurons dedicated to controlling sighing. And if you look at animals in the wild, what do they do before they go to sleep? If you do that about three or four times, that sends signals throughout your body and your brain to relax. And it's a great trick to do before public speaking or any other time you sense yourself getting stressed or nervous. Mm. So breath is, is so very important. So these are all the reasons we're talking about. So making sure we're priming everybody who's listening and watching this to, to do the things you're about to learn. But a lot of people, again, common sense is not common practice. So that's, that's wonderful when, when it comes to the element of motivation. One of the other things that we find, James, that people don't follow through on doing the strategies is because they might have the motivation, but maybe they, they have the wrong mindset you know, mindset or maybe their attitudes about something. Um, maybe it's their assumptions about how things work. Maybe it's those attitudes, assumptions about themselves. 
you know, as maybe this is a kind of different kind of question, but when you're working with trained or expert breathers, whatever that, whatever form they come in, do you see a through line in terms of how they look at breath, what their mindset is around breathing, um, maybe the, their beliefs or maybe their identity, I am uh, something? Absolutely. These people are all aware of their breathing and they're aware of their breathing when they're exercising, they're aware of their breathing when they're relaxed, when they're in front of a computer. And that's really the first thing. Just because this can work unconsciously, which is wonderful. I would hate to have to think about breathing 25,000 times a day, but just because it's unconscious doesn't mean we can better focus on it and adapt ourselves to really home in on each of the different ways of breathing to allow our bodies to function in different ways and especially our brain. Just the difference between nasal breathing and mouth breathing, what that does to your brain and how that allows you to remember things more easily breathing through the nose. This has been well studied and yet you look around and you see people constantly breathing through their mouths, you know, whether they're public speaking or, or trying to focus on something. And it's, it's, you know, we get what the brain takes 20% of our energy from, from our body and we get the majority of our energy from our breathing. So we want to use that energy efficiently and, and breathing and taking control of your breathing is really the quickest way of doing that. Powerful. In mindset, in, uh, in Limitless, we talk about these lies. Uh, lie stands for a limited idea entertained. It's not necessarily true, but we give it energy and we, we believe, we, we choose to believe it's true. So maybe one of those, those lies that we were told unconsciously or just through our environment or experience is that, um, that breathing through your mouth is, 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 is something that's beneficial, or maybe we weren't taught anything about it at all. So if that's one of the lies, what do you, does anything come to mind? Is there another lie that's uh, widely accepted around the art and science of breath that maybe uh, we might, it's not necessarily what we know, but what we know that's not, that's not true, misinformation. The idea that breathing more will bring more oxygen into the body. Ooh. This is so counterintuitive, but you see people lifting weights or jogging and they, <sighs> really want to get more air into the body, need more oxygen, going to feed more oxygen to my brain. You are doing the opposite when you breathe this way. By breathing slower in line with your metabolic needs, you will get more oxygen more easily. So it's not always a more is more situation here with breathing. When it comes to breathing, less is, is often more when you get more oxygen more efficiently. So this idea when we're in states of focus, when we're reading a book, when we need to memorize things, then people are over-breathing, they're breathing through their mouths, they're actually denying their brain circulation. If you don't believe me, all you have to do is take 30 big breaths, you'll feel that lightness in your, in your head, maybe some, some tingling in your fingers. That's not from an increase of oxygen, but a lack of circulation to those areas. Wow. And this is great to, to be able to have these lies debunked because it's one of those things where, and I'm sure it might must have been an interesting experience for you to look at something that human beings have been doing since human beings have been, you know, on this planet and then seeing what people used to do and what they're doing now. And it's interesting because in the book, you, you talk about how when you do hold your breath, 
it's not the urge, the reason why you want to breathe is not to get more oxygen in, it's to actually to dispel the carbon dioxide, correct? Yeah, holding your, so right now, if you exhale, and you hold your breath, that need to breathe is not dictated by a lack of oxygen, but an increase of CO2. So CO2 is the thing telling us we need to breathe. So the problem, and this is being studied right now, I think it's just so fascinating, with so many people with anxiety, other fear-based disorders, is right now the theory is that these people are so sensitized to CO2 that they have consciously and unconsciously forced themselves to overbreathe because any increase of CO2 signals an attack to them. Because when CO2 increases, they consider that something is constricting them or they can't breathe. So they're now working on, and this is uh, research again that's happening right now, on just conditioning them to breathe more slowly to make their chemoreceptors more flexible so that they will be able to handle a higher load of CO2, which is actually a normal load of CO2 to calm their brain. That's a little technical, but, but that's what's happening right now. And then we'll put this also in the bonus. And that's why every episode is always 20 minutes because they're brain hacks for busy people who want to, uh, to learn faster, be able to achieve more. And that's why a lot on Spotify, people will binge listen to many of them. But I encourage everyone to watch on YouTube because that's where we put the full, the, the full conversation. So make sure you subscribe there. And we'll also put links to everything that we're talking about in our show notes, always at jimquick.com forward slash notes. James, I had a quick question about, you know, before we were talking about human beings, they, they did things naturally, right? We didn't have to go to the gym because we're always moving, uh, you know, foods were, were different, breathing. Now, now there's this huge rise of like ailments, maladies, right? Uh, asthma, sleep apnea, these allergies. Um, why, is, why is this happening? And I know there's not one simple solution, right? Or, or one, one thing that's causing it. Um, but also what, um, what can we do about it? You know, you, you talk a lot about, and I've had, I had braces growing up, you know, and I was like that. I did not, and I have sleep apnea, which I talk about in the book where I stopped breathing a few hundred times an evening. Each time was for at least 10 seconds. I had CPAP device. I had done this dental device. I eventually went to UCLA. The head of throat there did this uh, P, and they, they diagnosed it wasn't, they put me to sleep and actually took a camera to see, make sure it wasn't my tongue. That was the obstruction that was really, and I gave them permission to do the surgery only if there was actual physical obstruction they could clear. Um, and from there, I went from 90 minutes a night or two hours a night of sleep, you know, for five years almost um, to, to, to four. And I got to build from there. Then a lot of the sleep hacks helped. And so that's a, this is very personal for me, this conversation. There's asthma in my family. My, my parents both have sleep apnea. My siblings have apnea. And so what's going on as, as are we passing on these, these traits generation, generation, and is there anything we could do to kind of, to, to stop, put a stop hold on it. So future generations or even our future, the rest of our life could, could mitigate that challenge. So this is one of the things I learned from researchers early on that I just could not believe that I had always understood that evolution meant progress, that we're getting stronger and fitter and better with every generation. But if you look at the human species right now, that is absolutely not what is happening. 
and especially with our breathing. If you look at our ancestors 400 years ago on back, they all had perfectly straight teeth. They had these huge jaws, wider airways, wider nasal apertures. So from the skeletal record, we can see that they breathe so much more easily than we have. So when you consider right now, the majority of the human population now has a chronic respiratory problem. In your story, I've heard it a zillion times. I've suffered through a lot of those things. I had extractions, braces, um, you know, constant airway obstruction. I was getting bronchitis, pneumonia. And we consider that since this is so prevalent, it's just normal now to be cruising around with the CPAP, you know, wherever you go. But it's not. And the fact that our, our ancestors or, or no other animal in the wild suffers from this is a big wake up call to what's happening to us. So what can you do about it? A lot of people have problems with their nose. Some people have obstruction in their oral pharynx. Some people have central sleep apnea. It's a problem with their brain. So there's no blanket prescription for everyone. The first thing you have to do is become aware of your breathing dysfunction and then determine where it's coming from. Then you need to double down on that. Luckily, a lot of us don't need surgery, okay? What we need to do is to develop proper habits so that healthy breathing becomes something that can run in our unconscious. But as you know, changing habits can take a long, long time. So that's why we do the conscious breathing so that our unconscious brain will breathe this way to begin with. I know that that's probably not the answer you wanted, but there's so many breathing problems and there's so many different fixes. I just don't feel uh, comfortable as a, as a journalist trying to prescribe anything for anyone. Yeah, I would recommend anybody to really good, great, great, great place to start is to start with your book, Breath. I would highly recommend all our quick readers, you know, add that into your one book a week club yeah, as, you're, as you're doing that and uh final question james is there is there one thing besides getting the book which uh, and where can people get the book everywhere your our books came out the same time last year um is there a website or just their favorite bookstore sure i on my website there i put my publisher allowed me to put all of the scientific uh studies and articles. So the entire bibliography is available for free because I know a lot of this stuff seems impossible, but you can see videos, you can see interviews with Harvard professors, um, you can see, uh, you know, archival photos, you can see data sheets and all that at mrjamesnester.com. That's an MR because some other jerk took James Nestor. So mrjamesnester.com will take you to that. There are also breathing um, uh, techniques on there, videos of breathing techniques and interviews with several experts in the field. There's links to buy the book there too, if you want to do that. But but uh, I think our books are, are you know available wherever books are sold, which I guess now is just like online. But go to your local bookstore. For Ignore what I just said there. Go to your local bookstore, order it for them. Absolutely possible. I would recommend everybody uh, screenshot this episode and tag James on your, on your social media, which is, are you active more on which social media platform? I'm trying to get better at this thing called Instagram, which is <laughs> for me being an old person, but uh, I'm on Instagram more than any other. Um, and my, my handle is Mr. James Nestor on that as well. Very good. So tag Mr. James Nestor on Instagram, follow him on Instagram also as well. Tag me in it. And what I want you to do as you're posting this 
share uh, your big aha. I mean, this was a, this is a great in-depth conversation. What was one idea, inspiration, maybe an instruction that you're, you are taking away from this conversation? That way, you, the people following you, your fans, your family, your friends, they could benefit from this also as well. I'll actually repost some of my favorites. And I have actually have gifted your book to many of my friends and family members. So I'll actually gift a copy to one person also as well, just as a thank you for being active in this process. And uh, James, thank you so much for being on our show and taking time at your, your schedule and uh, much appreciation. Thanks a lot for having me, really appreciate it. Want to double your brain speed and memory power? If you'd like to learn rapidly and get ahead faster, I'd like to give you my brand new Quick Brain Accelerator program. You will discover exactly what I teach my clients to learn, read, and remember anything in half the time. There is no charge. It's my gift to you for being one of our subscribers. That's kwikbrain.com. Growing up struggling with learning challenges from a childhood brain injury, it's been my life's mission to help you have your very best brain so you can win more every single day. Now, want more quick brain? Here are four ways to fast track your results and lock in what you just learned into your long-term memory. Remember fast, F-A-S-T. The F stands for Facebook. You're not alone on this journey. I invite you to join our free private online group. There you can connect with me, your fellow brain lovers, links to resources, and even submit your questions for me to answer in future episodes. Go to quickbrain.com. That's K-W-I-K brain.com. The A stands for apply. Act on what you learned today. Remember, knowledge is not power, it's potential power. It only becomes power when you use it. So use what you just learned. The S stands for subscribe. Don't miss the next episode and other free brain training. And finally, the T stands for teach. You want to learn faster now? The key is to lock it in right away by teaching it to someone else. When you teach something, you get to learn it twice. Here's a simple way to do that. Leave a review on iTunes. Leave a review with your biggest takeaway from this episode. You could also post and share this podcast on your social media. It helps us spread our mission of building better, brighter brains. And of course, tag us so our team can properly thank you. Hashtag quick brain, K-W-I-K brain. Mine is at Jim Quick, K-W-I-K, on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. So what does FAST stand for? Facebook, apply, subscribe, teach. I'll see you in our next episode of Quick Brain. Until then, remember, you are faster and smarter than you think. I hope you're enjoying this episode. And if you want to go deeper with many of these authors that we have on our podcast, these experts, I want to invite you to join our Quick Success program. This is our monthly lives that I do, where I teach something brand new that we haven't taught before, answer your burning questions. And also we have something that people have been requesting for many years, a quick book club. This is your limitless book club where every single month we read a book together, uh, like a book provided by this author. And then we get the author to come online and join us for one hour, share going deeper in these strategies, how to put them into practice, Uh, I share my five tips for how to memorize things out of these books. Many people want to read a book a month or build up to that. And this would be the program. So if you want to join, just go to quicksuccess.com and get your spot and join us live and get to meet these authors very uh, up close and personal. And uh, back to the episode.